Hello, everyone. I am Bo. And I'm Aaron. And this is episode three of A's Your Ages. Mm-hmm. And so the first week we covered Sonic Adventure 2. Yes. And the Amazing second week game. we covered Parappa the Rapper. Yes. Uh, the, cool most powerful, the most powerful narrative in <laughs> gaming. Um, Xenogears should have had such writers. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they didn't remember that they got to believe. Now... We are going to be covering our second non-Sega game in a row. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. That's not true. This uh, had a Saturn release exclusively in Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the Saturn release, from everything I've heard, is actually the superior version of the game. Really? From what I've heard. Huh. That's uh, interesting. But we, we didn't get a Saturn version because uh, Sega of America was under strict orders to make sure the Saturn failed in this market. <laughs> um, so Rip. <laughs> anyway... We're, we're going to be covering another PlayStation 1 game. And mm-hmm. uh, Ace Your Ages, uh, we, we've talked about what it's all about before, but just mm-hmm. to remind everyone, uh, we, we take a game that just really encapsulates the, 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 the fun graphics, fun music, mm-hmm. fun gameplay, sound effects, like just that arcadey feel. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm going to have to defend this title for our selection a little bit. Maybe, But yeah. I do have Maybe, a defense yeah. for it. Our, our title is one of the absolute greatest video games of all time. Arguably creating an entire genre. Even on IGN's absolute butt-awful <laughs> top 100 video games that they just... they Well, I mean, I say just released. It's been a few years. But mm-hmm. it is... If you have not looked over that list, it is truly awful. It is... <laughs> it has, like, almost zero concept of, like, video game history on yeah. it. Yeah. It, it's... It, I, I don't want to be this guy, but it, a Generation Z person must have wrote it. Like, it just, it doesn't, like... They Googled other lists of top 100 games it, It's picked the titles they I mean, knew. it's typical IGN fair. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, you're not really expecting, like, a lot from... Anyway, this is not an IGN bashing thing. <laughs> this game, it, it, it ranks number 14 on their list, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's got to be a top 10 for me. It it's gotta be. I am mm-hmm. talking about Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yep. Now I know a lot of you listening at home are like, "How is this game? What you guys are describing in Azure Ages?" And I think it's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, the gameplay is addicting. Yes. And it is so gameplay heavy. It's just incredible. It really is. Like it has a great story to it, but in some ways, like. The amount of scenes you get of story are so limited compared to how long you're playing the game. And it, it's not bright colors, but the colors are beautiful. The graphics are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It, it is graphically very pleasing to look at. Yeah, and the, that's the design of everything in it is just outstanding. The monsters, the characters, the animations mm-hmm. for fighting. It, it's it's gor- the areas. My goodness, the yeah. areas of the castle that you go to. And the soundtrack too is awesome. It, it's the best PS1 soundtrack. Period. Far and away. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you, I yeah. mean, you can sit and think, think all day. We're I not going to waste our we're not going to waste our listeners' time. No dead air until I figure this to. out. That's like an hour of dead air trying to think <laughs> of a better soundtrack on the PS One than Castlevania Symphony of the Night and the, the sound effects. Yes. Like uh, that one night that you can kill and it cuts them in half and it goes like the sound effects are just incredible and like everything that makes video games great mm-hmm. is just on full display in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And I we I, 
I wish we would have done this with Sonic and Parappa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's what we did with Xenogears, uh, yeah. where I read you the back of the box, because the back of the box is what draws people in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually drawn into this game because all the gaming magazines I read at the time, because Final Fantasy VII inspired me to start reading gaming magazines. Yep. Uh, all the gaming magazines said it's just the, it, it was one of the most perfect games ever made. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I got to check it out. Because uh, I... EGM and Electronic Game Monthly, my favorite one, the one I had a subscription to. Yeah, they 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 did a uh, they did an awards for 1997, and they had one that the fans picked and one that they picked, and the one that the fans picked had Final Fantasy VII as the best game of 1997. I'm like, that makes sense. Yep. Castlevania was second. The editors of I, of uh, EGM named Castlevania the best game of 1997. Nice. And that's what really made me want. I was like, <laughs> better than Final <laughs> Fantasy VII? The game that the Squaresoft marketing empire told me is the best game of all time? Are you joking? I, I have to buy this now. So I went and I, I picked it up. Uh, you, I see you have the greatest hits. Yeah. I had the greatest hits. Is this? Did you get this for me? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's one of the games that Tyler sold me. Yeah, it, that's fine. <laughs> um It's in a good home. It's mine now. (laughs) Uh, I've actually bought it uh, three different times. I have it on the Xbox Live Arcade. I have it on the PlayStation 3, PlayStation Classic. I bought the re-release they did with uh, Rondo of Blood. Um, (laughs) I think it was Rondo of Blood. doesn't matter. It had Symphony of the Night. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did that on the PlayStation 4. I I want to make sure I can play this game anytime I want to. (laughs) (laughs) The Legacy of Evil Returns. We've got a couple awesome kick awesome screenshots of this game that really i think i think this the screenshots they picked for once actually really highlight this mm-hmm. game yeah they did a great job of picking the, like yeah good ones for it yeah so as a descendant of dracula you must end the vampire bloodline can you rid the world of this unspeakable ter- i like how it's like you need to do this can you, you do, do this, this? <laughs> <laughs> uncover the mystery of castlevania trademark and challenge uh, no, not trademark R. I don't know the difference. Uh, R is uh, copyright, I believe. Copyright. Okay, so challenge the Mr. Castlevania copyright and challenge an adventure as legendary as its name. Over 140 different enemies, bosses, and ghastly creatures. Awesome magical spells. Transform into a bat, a wolf, or ethereal mist. <laughs> Hidden weapons. Hit weapons hidden weapons secrets and characters the largest castlevania ever in um this is back when they used to put reviews in the back of boxes yeah so uh egm in november 1996 so they got an advanced copy Mm -hmm. said mind-blowing 32-bit special effects this is konami at their best guys do you remember when konami made video games (laughs) um (laughs) no i don't interesting (laughs) speaking of konami uh Largely known fact, um, Metal Gear Solid, when you, uh, Psycho Mantis read your mind, one of the things he would do is search your memory card for yeah. Konami games. And almost any Konami game that would have been on it that was released before Metal Gear Solid, he'd comment on Yeah, it. he'd make something of mine it. Mine was always Castlevania. Yeah. Yeah, he always commented on mine, and then um, he would also usually make fun of me for sa- either saving too often or not saving Yes, enough. he would comment on that. Um, uh, let's see, Game Pro in May of 1997, Castlevania is a blast. The soundtrack resonate, uh, resounds with synthesized and orchestrated music. And the music's something you notice like the moment you put in this game. Yeah, like literally. The title the screen thing. music, I could still hear it mm-hmm. clear as a bell. That choir. Yes. Ugh. And a game fan in April 97, <laughs> it's like the most 90 review, my 90s review ever. A huge game. If you think you've seen it all, you have it. <laughs> Guys, uh, and they have the character portrait of Dracula on the back, and the mm-hmm. character design in this game is something that really stood out to me because yes. they look like 18th century paintings. Yes, the they characters. really do. 
um, Alucard is, is just a, a beautiful man. <laughs> a gorgeous man. Um, and so you, you play as Alucard, mm-hmm. which is Dracula spelled backwards, which Japan can't get enough of. Yeah, they love If there is that. a vampiric character that is anywhere near the site of good, mm-hmm. his name's Alucard. Yes. And uh, Alucard is Dracula's son. Mm-hmm. Dracula fell in love with a human woman named yep. Lisa, and they had a son, and apparently that just means he's half vampire. He's dampire. Yeah. Dompier. Yeah. Or however you want to pronounce that. And basically what that means is he's got the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's it's it's almost like it's like Blade, only cooler. Yeah. And this came out and so the first thing this game affected me, the first aspect of this game that affected me is I just became really into vampires after this game. Mm-hmm. Not in like the goth sense. But I just thought they were really, really cool. Yeah, because yeah, I'm playing this vampire that could do all these cool vampire mm-hmm. things. Because anything that you can do as a vampire, Alucard can do in this game. Yeah, you can. You end up getting those. You get all the transformations. Back, yeah. You get, and it's it's a really fun. I mean, it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. And I just just obsessed with them. And then I found out that most vampire fiction doesn't deal with them being awesome. It yeah. deals with them. <laughs> pardon the phrase, sucking. <laughs> um. Yeah, I know. It's uh I think that can be traced back to one particular author that started making vampires both popular and also over dramatic, but whatever. Uh, rest in peace. She did pass away, by the way. What? Yeah, Anne Rice is dead. What? Yeah, Anne Rice is dead. Um, hang on. Yeah. Holy uh, crap. Uh now you feel bad, don't you? No. Honestly, uh, no. But <laughs> but yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Anne Rice was an amazing author. Yeah, she no, really was. She really did revolution. She, I, I credit her because she really did bring vampires to the forefront of pop culture in a lot of ways. Like within the um, more like uh, book and TV or book and movie area. Um, but her particular flavor didn't always resonate with me. Although I do really like Interview with the Vampire, the movie with Brad Pitt. Interview with the Vampire is an incredible movie. So it's good. It's absolutely incredible. But uh, yeah, uh, Anne Rice, uh, uh, December 11th, uh, 2021. So rest in peace, Anne Rice. Wow. Uh, and I, I do agree with you. She was not my kind of author, mm-hmm. but she was an, a- I mean, you cannot deny the legacy like, of Anne Rice. Yeah. Regardless of how I, I may feel about her writing style, defining a genre is a feat and oh, that's absolutely. something that she did absolutely so. uh so uh castlevania it go i i i was one of the few people that had not played a castlevania game before symphony of the night mm-hmm. this was realize. my first one i'd ever heard of ps1 did that to me a lot i would yes. play a game and not realize it was sequels to games that have existed forever mm-hmm. mostly because they were not sequels to games that appeared on the sega yeah Genesis did have a Castlevania game. It had Bloodlines, but that's yeah. not a game I would have rented. I never, played. I never played that one. Whenever and when it came to renting games, about the only thing I remember ever renting was Mega Man games. Uh, which uh, Sega never had a Mega Man game either, except on the Game Gear. There's a Mega Man game yeah. on the Game Gear. Yeah. Uh, so when you put in Castlevania, the first thing you notice is the music. You have this really awesome scene of Alucard running in mm-hmm. to the castle, and it, it's this lush forest that just looks really cool. And then mm-hmm. you get in. And you just go and start smoking zombies, dude. Yeah. Like, zombies are rising up, and you could sit there forever fighting the zombies. Yeah. Literally forever. Yeah. And you're going down this hallway, and it's the atmosphere in this game is incredible. Mm-hmm. This hallway, it has these large windows that keep opening and shutting with the wind. Yeah. And it... Yeah, and, and, the, and the, the style of the architecture is, is very, very, like... Um, 
gothic, like gothic and 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 uh, uh, broke and stuff like that. And and the music's going and just it, do yourself a favor and uh, it's on Apple Music, it's on Spotify, just, or just YouTube it. Yeah, just listen to the soundtrack to this game. It's gorgeous. Yes, and. You're just and it, this episode is going to be a lot really unstructured. It's going to be a lot of us just gushing because this game yeah. is just so incredible. And you can just smoke zombies forever. And you run, run, run. You got this cool gear, and you're not really thinking about gear because you're like it's it's an action game. Yeah. And then you meet death, literal, literal death. death. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you came back." I don't like that. And it takes all your stuff. Yeah. But what's cool, though, is even though the jerks literally steals your stuff and basically, like, depowers you to where you have to level back up again, the whole time Alucard's like, bro, just, I know your literal death. Move it. Oh, yeah. Alucard is not phased. <laughs> yeah, he does not He's not phased. Uh, and he's here to kill Dad. Yep. I'm going to kill Dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to get too much into the story because the story is really 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 unimportant it's a good story don't yeah, get me wrong it's really really good but it's not important to to this conversation but for what we're talking about today i don't think we need to touch on the story at all mm-hmm. so you 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 have nothing yeah you have nothing and you run around and you eventually find you a sword you equip the sword and you i quickly notice there's rpg elements to this game uh-huh. he's got stats he's got a uh, inventory he can equip and the the map is metroid Yes. This and that is a huge thing because now everyone knows the Metroidvania mm-hmm. genre. That, that whole entire formula, and this is one of the ones like this is the first time I'd ever encountered. And I really like believe that. it's because the directors of this game, when they took over Castlevania, this was their first Castlevania game, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Okay, okay, uh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to make this special somehow." Mm-hmm. And it still feels like going back and playing the old Castlevanias. This still feels like Castlevania. Mm-hmm. You get knocked back when you get hit. Uh, you have a castle to explore, but you you really explore this one. Yes, you have almost like almost. You're only free limited. Reign. You're only limited by the abilities you have at the moment. Yeah, and the God, the controls. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be all over the place because everything's just so good. Mm-hmm. The controls. So when you tell Alucard to to move, he moves. Yeah. When you tell him to swing his sword, he swings his sword. When you tell him to block, he blocks. When you tell him to dodge, he dodges. It's so responsive and satisfying. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, All you youngins out there would talk about the uh, low uh, input lag of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, That's what happens when you have an analog uh, signal, boys. That brings me to why I liked... I, uh, why I wanted to, I uh, why I really want to talk about this game because about a week ago, as of this recording, uh, Elden Ring came out. Mm-hmm. I've never played a Souls game before. Uh, everyone was hype about it. Uh, Adam really wanted us back on the social media scene, and I'm like, fine, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And the hype got to me. I'll admit it, the hype got to me. And so I I pre-ordered it uh, about five hours before launch. Yeah, it was downloaded and ready to go by launch. I called in sick from work. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played a Souls game before. I didn't even know I was going to like this. <laughs> 60 bucks and a whole uh, vacation day burn at work. Because where I work, you have to use your uh, PTO days mm-hmm. if you call in. Otherwise, you're in trouble. Lame. So, I mean, I still got paid. Yeah, that's true. So, and I stayed up all night playing Elden Ring. And a, there's a conversation right now on the internet about uh, accessibility. And uh, how how from software owes us mm-hmm. difficulty settings in their games. Mm-hmm. That is the 
biggest load of hippy dippy baloney <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Because what is it you're wanting from these games? Mm-hmm. Because the whole personality of the game, and I understand that nobody likes a game to have its own personality now. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants games like uh, people get mad at me for saying this. Uh, God of War sacrificed every ounce of personality it had. I'm not saying it's a bad game. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy it. I'm just saying that, like, the whole point to God of War was this arcadey brawler yeah. that happened to have this wicked story to it. And, and now it's just another game where you're looking over the guy's shoulder. Mm-hmm. I liked Resident Evil 4. Yeah. I loved Resident Evil 4. It's one of the greatest games of all time. But it's fine for it to be that game. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'd call out Skyrim, too, personally. Yeah, Skyrim. I don't care what anyone says, and I will fight over this. Oblivion was better than Skyrim, and Morrowind was better than Oblivion. Yeah, that is a... Those are facts. That is a huge, huge point of uh, joining the Donnerom crew. You have to feel that. Yes. Before you take our oath (laughs) and drink of the chalice. Yes. Before Um, the blood sacrifice. Before the blood sacrifice. (laughs) But uh, Elden Ring, it, it reminded me of... What I fell in love with with Elden Ring is it reminded me of why I love video games. Mm-hmm. And that is, it is a chance. Like, I am not an expert video game player at all. Mm-hmm. I am not super good. I'm not, my Twitch, uh, my Twitch, as older gamers would say, is terrible. Yeah. But you can learn. Yeah. The game will teach you. You just have to pay attention to mm-hmm. it. And that is so satisfying. Like, I, I cleared a regular mob, a regular group of enemies, and was cheering. It's so good, and it that made me think of Castlevania. Castlevania does not have difficulty settings, no. and it's hard. Yeah, Castlevania is is Very unforgiving f- in its own way. It's but it's not the best way to describe it. And this is how I felt about Elden Ring, and how I assume the other From Software games are. And this is how I feel about Castlevania. And going back to play the other Castlevania titles after this, it, they're famous for this too. It is very difficult and very hard, mm-hmm. but it's not cheap. Yes. When you die, you're sitting there thinking, okay, that's what I should have done. Yeah, more often you, than not, it's yes. not because of some nonsense like this character just won't die right now or they they are able to just not like acknowledge that you're blocking or whatever. It's, there's none of that kind of crap. It's A lot of times it's simply because you made a mistake. You were too greedy with your attacks. You were... You know, didn't wait for your opening. Yeah, you were focusing on a different enemy, whatever it was. And that's something I feel like, and you're supposed to die in video games. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to have to try things over again. Mm-hmm. The idea that people even want to play a video game that has no challenge to it whatsoever mm-hmm. is just odd. Yeah, it feels weird. Cause it's like, just odd. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. It'd be like, I want to play basketball. Hey, do you guys want to go play basketball? Mm-hmm. I don't have any fun when you guard me. Yeah. I don't have any fun when you when, when you when, when when you take the ball. Yeah. You know, or like in baseball, you know, it'd be like, hey, like, could you just could you just pitch where I could hit it, bud? Mm-hmm. Let's just like, pl- let's just play T ball and none of you go after my ball. Yes, and yeah. it's it's absurd. Yeah. It's, and I don't want to tell people how to play video games. That's not what I'm saying. But like, and in that, it no <laughs> no like. Video games are art, mm-hmm. and their art is gameplay. Mm-hmm. That is where the chi- like we we've forgotten that we think the art is everywhere else, and all those are bonuses. Even in Xenogears, mm-hmm. which I think is the greatest narrative ever told in any medium whatsoever, even then that is secondary 
to playing the game. Mm-hmm. If the game wasn't there, I wouldn't have finished it as a child. I wouldn't replay it now. Yeah. And ca- so, in Castlevania, just it's pure, pure fun. It, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a super good challenge. Mm-hmm. And it, the beauty of it going to this Metroid style was it challenged us in more ways than just the gameplay. Yeah. I mean, it challenged yeah. us in more ways than just combat. I mean, because mm-hmm. obviously the other parts of gameplay too. Oh yeah. But you had <laughs> to explore. You had to think. I got this new ability. Mm-hmm. What did I see? Yeah, where was that one thing? Where I was that reach? one thing? And you got to yeah. go back. You got to reference the map, mm-hmm. and it's just. Uh, for example, for younger, uh, younger listeners have never played like classic video, like PlayStation games. Um, something that is very similar yet current would be like Hollow Knight. Yes, it's yes. the same concept where you're going through, and there are just some spots you can't get to, and then later you get this this new ability or this new weapon or item, what have you, and you have to backtrack all the way back to wherever that door was yes. or whatever to see what was in there. You know, and it could be anything from treasure to more story to a, a boss or what have you. Very, very you know, good point. Very similar concept. So, like, like whenever you think about the the classic Castlevania games, just remember you're. Your Hollow Knights and whatnot are all Metrovanias. All of them. And uh, another good point you made was younger gamers that haven't gone back and played retro games. Because mm-hmm. when we say younger gamers, uh, I should clarify that I mean younger gamers. Because that obviously, just because you're younger, doesn't mean you haven't gone back and experienced mm-hmm. these classics. Uh, I understand that a lot of a lot of you probably have. Uh, hopefully, this sh- this show, this Ace Your Ages that we're doing, inspires people to go back. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Play a lot of these games and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's so easily available now. Please go play it. But I, I think that's and the challenge of the game is enemies. They have distinct patterns. Those patterns mm-hmm. are not always easy to find out. Yeah. Um, and the bosses are so well designed, and that's really what gets down to. It. I think games like Elden Ring, these from software games, and Castlevania, the fact that they can make it so difficult, but there's still a way to learn. Yeah. And they make it to where learning is still fresh every in- enemy you meet. Yes. I think that just lends that itself to expert game design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it rewards you. It rewards you for your patience less than it does your button mashing. And that is, it's kind of like. Um, it, it, I, I heard a, an, a commentator in a fighting game tournament once say that in fighting games, the more buttons you press indicates the worse of a player you are. Yeah. I would, I would say so. Berserker I, style doesn't take skill. I think that applies to all video games, actually. Mm-hmm. Except RPGs, where, of course, you're not going to be doing a lot of button, yeah, like or maybe, turn-based RPGs. Or maybe like bullet hails, where it's all fast twitch. Yeah, but these, these games... It's all about knowing what to do, mm-hmm. not panicking and trying to do a lot. Yeah. And level design and com and like combat challenge design, I think, are just things we're losing. You know, I I yeah. think we're really losing those. Yeah, it really depends. Like, what's funny is like the idea of like combat design and um, your level, your like like not necessarily world design, but like your level designing and stuff like that. It's it's almost like it's becoming a little bit more of a like a niche thing. Because now games are so like heavily restricted into a genre. You have an open world game, right? Like Red Dead. Like and every it, single video game yeah. ever. And it is an open world game. That is that. Period. Mm. Um, and then you have something um, like Hollow Knight, which is pure Metrovania. You know, and you have, I mean, like you, I could go on and on with it, but like instead of games. Like games of this era, a lot of them were a little bit more generalized in that regard, but now they've all become specialized, 
And so, like, your level designs or your combat design focus, it only appears in a subgenre now. You know, and all your other games that are, like, open-world focused or story-focused or whatever, your your combat design will be either, like, cheap, like Skyrim, um, where it's literally just do whatever you want because you're a, a god amongst men. And that that's another thing I, I want to state about uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's so good to go back and play a game where, like, the way you play it matters. Yeah. I lo- don't get me wrong. And like I know we're sitting here dogging Skyrim. I do. I love Skyrim. I still play it. I think it's a fine game. It's mm. just not as good as what came before it. Yeah. And uh, I just didn't feel like it was as epic. People argue with me on that one, but not it an wasn't. RPG. It's not an RPG at no, all. I would say it's not. It is a first-person slasher. You can't even see your stats. Yeah. At any point in the game, you have them. Yeah. But you can't see them at any point in the game. Yeah. That you cannot navigate that menu enough to find them it won't happen they're not funnily there. enough fallout 4 is more of an rpg than skyrim is oh that's sad <laughs> oh that hurts me so bad to hear but it's true so i still wish i could like fallout 4 and that's another thing is like elden ring i i found out that there's a way to mess up your build you can respect later but you mm-hmm. can you can make a character that's not viable oh that's fun i like that because it, it, if no, it, if your character is viable no matter what why can I customize it at all? Yeah, why? Like, yeah, if, if your character's a jack of all trades, no matter what you do, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Yeah. And Castlevania has that Symphony of the Night because different equipping different things affects different stats. Mm-hmm. Alucard levels up. Um, you can conceivably grind in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah. It's not going to be a very fun time. It's, it's, it's extremely grind yeah. is the word for it. Uh, yeah. Worse than a Dragon Quest game, it, but it's part of the charm of a Dragon Quest game. It's not going to be mm-hmm. part of the charm of this game. You really want to play this like you would any other Castlevania. Yeah, you're just going to happen to level up along the way. Yeah, just and keep trying to progress. Basically, the boss design in this game is so incredible. So let's backtrack because we didn't do what we normally do. When did you first encounter Symphony of the Night? Um. I I think the first time I encountered it was you either I, I'm pretty sure it was you bringing it over to my house one time when we were hanging out during the weekend. Like I, w- I was notorious we for bringing memory cards and how ha- yeah and houses houses games. <laughs> uh, I would bring houses to people's games. Uh, <laughs> I like I said I I found out about it through uh, EGM. Mm-hmm. It dared to place it above Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, and I couldn't imagine them being wrong, so I just had to know. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely fell in love with it It, and it's kind of it's kind of funny uh i i don't remember i don't remember other games that i played on the playstation one as well as this one like i played this game the entire time i had a playstation one like it was always in heavy rotation no matter how often i beat it uh but what so what's something that stuck out about castlevania for you was it the first Castlevania game you played? Yeah, it's the first and only to this date. Really? Yeah, I have never once gotten around to getting to another Castlevania. What other one would you need? Yeah, I mean honestly, because like I and I, I want to give a lot of them a chance, but the problem is, is like I'll read a review, and I'm like, oh, there's a new Castlevania game, and I'll like look at the review, and they'll be like, yeah, it's no Symphony of the Night. And I'll be like, eh, I'm they, out. They always it always and goes it, back to Symphony of the Night, or, which is an incredible thing for a franchise yeah, to say. It's either that, or they'll be like, yeah, this game's a lot like Castlevania. Uh, 3D, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then that, yeah, and then I'm like, ugh, even I know that's not good, but um, no, uh, so uh, yeah, one of the things I remember the most about it, it's it's funny, um, I I remember two things, 
extremely well in the game, and then a lot of other things are like slightly fuzzy to me. Um, one of the things is the intro where you meet Death, and he like completely yes. depowers you. And then I remember vividly one of the endings to the game. Um, and the reason I remember only one of the endings vividly is because I got it. And I was like, yeah, I, I beat the game. And you, you were like, oh, yeah, so did you, like, kill, did you like kill Dracula or fight the eyeball monster? And I was like, no, I, I killed Shaft. I, yeah, I killed, I killed him. Killed Shaft. Like, yeah, like I, I killed the bad guy that was there. And you're like, did you get the glasses? <laughs> and I was like, what glasses? And you're like, dude, you, did you see the upside down castle? And I was like, what? Are you, what are you talking about? So and that's I'll a, never that's, forget that feeling. It's a good point. The entire second half of this game is hidden. Yes. The entire second half is hidden. You, you can have to beat find the, game without the holy it. sunglasses so mm-hmm. you can see. So the the priest throughout the throughout the first castle, you find out that the priest Shaft is actually who uh, brought this castle back. Yeah. Dracula's not back. Shaft is back. Yeah. And which which one of the, uh, the Richter. Richter Richter Belmont Richter Yeah. Oh man, we should go back. Yeah. So when you when you put in this game. Uh, you don't. The first thing you see, see see isn't Alucard running to the castle. It's you see uh, Richter Belmont climbing up a staircase. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny that I forgot that this is the beginning of the game because uh, well it, it slipped my mind because of how excited I was to just gush over this game. <laughs> but uh, we were actually talking in the Discord the other day, and uh, Adam foolishly said that RCS has the best intro to a video game ever. RCS has a wonderful intro. <laughs> it's a wonderful game. If you've not played RCS, RCS is a it's a must-play. Yeah. Uh, game of the Year contender. Mm-hmm. But I said Symphony of the Night has the best intro to a video game ever, to which uh, Cody agreed. Cody has a wonderful show with Kyron. Uh, 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 let's chat. I, I hope you guys are checking that out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody's my flesh-and-blood cousin. We exchanged games a lot. Uh, me, Aaron, and Cody kind of made up the triumvirate of game exchange Yeah. Uh, growing up. But I said Castlevania Symphony of the has the best intro because it does. Because you're, the whole time you're like, man, I can't wait to play this Alucard guy. And you start off as Richter. Yeah. And Richter has a bandana. He's ready to go. <laughs> he climbs up the staircase. You you break a couple of candelabras with a whip. Mm-hmm. You're really having fun with it. And it's playing this kick awesome music. Like this really like, yes. man, I'm ready to beat someone up music. <laughs> and you walk into the scene of the absolute greatest voice acting in a video game ever, in one of the most repeated lines in gaming yes. history, and it's still meme to this day. Still meme to this day, and you walk in, and uh, the moment you walk in, the mo- like Richter, like I love this image. Like just imagine you're sitting at your home one day, <laughs> you're having, you're you have a nice glass of wine, you're just sitting there, you know, like what a what a gorgeous night. I I man, I sure hope <laughs> nothing happens. And your door busts in, and someone comes in. Die, monster! <laughs> you don't belong in this world. <laughs> it's the first spoken dialogue yes. we hear in the game. Like Richter, he's not like I am not here to negotiate with you. No, no. Uh, see, you know, Mister Dracula, <laughs> I am I am here to make sure you don't live any longer. Farewell. And and Dracula, what's funny? He's kind of waxing philosophical about his position. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of like, yeah, you know. He's like, yeah. You know, like, my favorite line of the game is like, uh, you feed on men's souls or something. Mm-hmm. Richter says that. And Dracula's like, perhaps the same could be said of all religions. And <laughs> Richter's just like, oh, oh, great. We got one of these <laughs> Here guys. We go. One of these Richard Dawkins atheists. <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
what is a man but a miserable pile of secrets? All the all these I great know, lines. So good. He throws, and then he says, uh, "But enough." He throws his wine glass, have mm. at you, and he stands up, and a boss fight starts. And it's a really intense boss fight, and you can win it fair and square. Yeah, but also you can't die. Yeah, uh, Richter will be revived. Yeah, yeah, you, they, they. It's a hundred percent pushing the story and also giving you a good taste of gameplay. And, and the boss fight's extremely fun. It's yeah. a nice little challenge to fight it without dying. Yeah, and it, it gives you a hint that you're going to be fighting a lot of things that do second stages and stuff like and that. It's your first taste of the gameplay, and like. It's your first taste of like special weapons, and yeah. one of them you can have at this point is the cross, mm -hmm. and it's just uh, the sound effect, the visuals, <laughs> ooh, just ooh. I don't even want to describe it. Just go to YouTube. It's so good. Just go to YouTube and type in. It, it'll probably appear in the footage actually mm -hmm. that you're watching. Just, yeah. it's so good. It's yeah, so good. It, it's so satisfying, like seeing the 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 crosses spin around and slap Dracula in the face. So cool. Yeah. It's um, so it's 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 just so good. It's so fun and like like you, it makes you. Feel like a total like badass whenever you're unleashing these powers and stuff. Oh, absolutely! It is. It, it's just satisfying. Is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, that's what Elden Ring did to me. That's why I want to talk about this game because Elden Ring reminded me that this is just. It's such a satisfying way to mm -hmm. play a game, and the sense of achievement you get from these kind of games, from these yes. really difficult games, is not mimicked in games today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it like, is because a lot of games now like. I mean, I guess you can get a sense of achievement, like, use Minecraft, for example. You know, you can get a sense of achievement after you've completed your house or your garden or whatever, or you've done a really cool design with whatever you're doing, but that hits different than the sense of achievement you get when you have had to, like, I've been trying for an hour, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. I've been trying for yeah, an yeah, hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were getting ready to tell me about this one boss fight you've been trying or something like that. Sorry. Oh, no, um, no. I'm just saying yeah, like no. that, you know, yeah, that no. feeling. When like you've, you've been trying for an hour and you've been like, okay, they're going to do this. It's like duck, duck, swing, When you jump, dodge duck. at the right yes. time, you've been telling yourself, I have to dodge. I have to dodge. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so slow. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not going to get in. And then that one time you do. Yes. And that. Actually. Actually, very good reference in my opinion. Evangelion, when uh, Shinji and Asuka are training to fight the uh, the dual angel, and they have to synchronize their abilities. Such like, a good episode. Yes, whenever you finally pull it off, and you're no longer tripping on your weird DDR slash twisted <laughs> learning mats, <laughs> uh, and you're not getting kicked in the stomach by a 14 year old girl, then that's the level. Of, of satisfaction when you realize that you finally are going to be done and, and beat it's this so thing. It's so good. And it's not even a, I don't want to do that again. It's a, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. It's yeah. A, I can't believe I did. It's such a real, like, I imagine that's how, like, those people that waste their time playing sports felt. Yeah. When they hit that home run or something. Like, yeah. Pro they probably felt a fraction of this, you know. Yeah, like, obviously. The, uh, yeah, it's totally different. They were too busy being tired and sweaty. They probably even like talk to girls and stuff like Ugh. that. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about here. And, and I, I think video games, I think every video game has that. Like, I think if you're trophy hunting most games, you're yes. still going to encounter that kind of difficulty. But like, I don't want to play a game where an NPC is telling me exactly where to shoot the boss. Yeah. Quit doing that to me. Yeah, let me quit figure it. it. Let me just figure it out. I, I, I don't want to play a video game where. Uh, and, and another thing is, like, I like being taught gameplay because Elden Ring, like, it'll teach you about, like, cra there's tutorials for crafting and stuff like that. And at the very beginning, it tells you what buttons to hit, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have that fight 
where it's like the you're gonna learn about fight. you're gonna learn about roll dodging here and like in the game pauses. Yeah, it's like dodge now and it's gonna wait for you to do it. Yeah, or it just it, tells you what buttons to hit. Or and it like it gives you an enemy that you it's, know. It's like use the dodge button whenever I attack, and you can just tank the blows because it doesn't actually hurt you for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there's none of that crap. So you guys remember when we actually like watched YouTubers? Yeah, like when people actually like watched YouTubers. Uh, Ego Raptor made that video about uh, Mega Man X. Mm-hmm. And how it's just a great example of how a game can teach you to play a game, yeah, without teaching you to play it. And uh, I think one of the things he brilliantly pointed out was when the when the road falls, at the beginning of Mega Man X, uh-huh. and you're just down there, yeah, and you got to be like, okay, okay, and you finally figure out mm-hmm. the jumping thing. That's how these games played, and it's brilliant. And you didn't have in. I, I I just love the way he put it. You didn't have roll like every five minutes. Boop, Mega Man, <laughs> you need to do that. Like he. Uh, there is only one game of that era that did that, Star Fox. Yeah, but even Star Fox didn't like it, stop the entire you didn't game. Pause time. Just do a barrel roll. Ugh. <laughs> like I just uh, I I want to play the game. I want to learn how to play the game. Mm-hmm. And it that in Castlevania, if nothing, put you else, in, like because right after death, mm-hmm. you go into that tower. Yeah, and you're in it. You got to find out how to platform out. Yeah, you got to find out how to equip a weapon by yourself. You got to find out that oh, enemies drop weapons. Mm-hmm. That's how I'll get stronger weapons, or maybe I'll find them lying on the ground. And, and the game progressively puts you in situations where you're going to find it out or you're not. Yeah, and that is such a more satisfying way mm-hmm. to learn the game. Yeah, it'd be nice if modern games what they would do is just put in the option to like everyone guaranteed hundred percent skip tutorial. Like, not yeah. force you to do it. You can just be like, yeah. like, before it even loads the game, it asks you, do you want a tutorial? Yes or no? And there are games that do that. Yeah. I do want to point that out. There are games that do that. It's just, it's, I don't know. It, and I am not dogging new games at all. I still play new games. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have a PlayStation 5. I am really enjoying putting it through its paces with video games. But there was just a, a real charm to the way they used to design games. And, and Castlevania Symphony of the Night is a master class. Mm-hmm. In, in just make in how to make a video game, I think that's kind of the thesis statement of this whole thing. Is not only is this a great game on its own, mm-hmm. but it, it playing this game will teach you what to love about a video game. Yeah, I can definitely yeah, I can definitely agree with that. It um, one one of the things I like just looking back on like the last time I played Castlevania, which honestly has been a long time at this point. Um, it's kind of like what you were talking about. It's 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 just very satisfying, and I I have a feeling that like Hollow Knight players probably get this. It's very satisfying when you you're going through an area, you're struggling in that area, and then you backtrack later through that area for whatever reason because you gotta go to the like library and on you're the other just side. smoking and your you way through cruise it, cruise through it. You know, part of it's because your gear's better, but a lot of it's because you're like, oh, it's this dude. You know, if I if I attack them like this, it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to remember. So good. And uh, the sub weapons in Castlevania, yeah, uh, the, the the special ability weapons. Uh-huh. It's really satisfying to know which one you need when you beforehand. Yes. Yeah, it's really satisfying to go back through an area and you're like, you know what? I remember they had the throwing knife in this hallway. If mm-hmm. I go through this hallway to get there and grab the throwing knife, it's gonna make this hallway a lot easier. And yeah. I'm, I'm specifically thinking of the flea men. Yeah, oh, the little jerky flea yes. men. Just grab a knife. Yeah, just just huck. Just knives grab at the them. knife and just huck them out and make sure you have the hearts for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hearts do not recover health. Hearts give you ammo for your sub weapons. Uh-huh. Very important to note. I I I just can't get over it. Uh, in what's what's kind of neat playing the game when you go back and play the other games 
because uh, the RPG elements in this game I read were put in because the developers were like, we want to call back to Castlevania 2, mm-hmm. which had tried to introduce uh, RPG elements largely unsuccessfully. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the gameplay there was a callback to that, but they had a literal callback to it. When you go to the second castle, mm-hmm. the fi- you have to find the five bosses. There's not only five bosses. There's tons of optional bosses in this game. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Yeah. Because uh, uh, you can just wander into a fight. And so when you go to fight these five specific bosses that you have to kill to encounter Dracula, you're getting the parts of Dracula, yeah. which is ha- what you had to do in Castlevania 2, and I think that's a cool callback, That is too. cool. And also... It implies that you could have just left it alone. Yeah, you could. <laughs> it implies I, that half narratively. Of, half you, yeah, half of Castlevania's story is just leave it alone and he won't come back. And it's a. Uh, man, uh, one of the optional bosses is actually extremely important to Alucard's backstory. The uh, That harpy thing. Yeah. Where you walk into the room and Alucard's like, what is, I remember this. And it's the night his mother died. Mm-hmm. It's the night his mother was burned at the stake as a witch. Yeah. And uh, finally, because uh, at the end, because, so I'll go into this much of the narrative. Alucard's human mother, Lisa, was a healer. She healed someone and got accused of being a witch and yep. she was burned at the stake. And her last wish was like, please don't hate the humans. Yeah. And Dracula was like, I hear you loud and clear. Please hate the humans. Yes, I got this. But Alucard knew what his mother's <laughs> wish was and lives by that. Yeah. He lives by that. And that's why he hates Dracula, because Dra- the way Dracula seeking revenge is dishonoring the memory of his mother. Yes. Yeah. That's basically what it boils down It's a down lot to. like what, you, what we saw on the Netflix show. Maybe I didn't watch yeah. the Netflix show. I'm just. It's good if you get a I chance. I know. I'm just so upset that Konami's busier making animes than video games. True. I'm just so upset about it. I, I can't I, bring myself. I fully agree on that one, but it's 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 a really good adaptation of the story. I always say Konami doesn't get my money either, but there I am buying Yu-Gi-Oh packs. <laughs> so I haven't bought any Yu-Gi-Oh cards in forever. Dang. Uh, but this boss encounter, he sees his mother, and his mm-hmm. mother's talking to him, and he's like. You know, how would you feel if the mother you watched die was talking to you again? Yeah. You 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 know, you'd feel like, oh, I'm gonna hang on every word. Maybe this is a chance to hear something I didn't mm-hmm. before. And she's basically like, Alucard, I want you to remember one thing. Kill the humans. They did this to me. Yeah. And then Alucard kinda has a moment where he's like, No, she never would have said mm-hmm. that. I know better. And he's like, Die, monster. And the monster comes out, it's like, ha ha, it was me. <laughs> and <laughs> And uh, it's an extremely challenging boss fight. You get a wicked item from it, but it's it's optional. You could just walk past this. You yeah. cannot. It's kind of hard to discover where it is. Yeah, I don't think I ran into it my first game th- playthrough. Like we said, it's kind of hard to find out where the second castle is. Mm-hmm. And that's just the real charm of this game is it 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 rewards you for exploration in a way that's not even necessary to beat the game. Yeah, and. I love games that just reward you for going that extra mile. I like a game I could just really sink into. Yes. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. That, man. I And, guys, I know you're used to more structure in our episodes. It's <laughs> just this game, I just really, I really just, I've, I've had a smile on my face this whole time <laughs> talking about it. Yeah. Then, like, you know, one of the things that, one of the, the things that are a, like great about like a Metrovania, like especially Symphony of Night, and like I've referenced a couple times, Hollow Knight is while there is kind of a in a way a clear cut progression, it's also very not. And your your progression that you make through the game is kind of just willy nilly as you either find it or decide to do it. Um so it, it's hard to give structure to a structureless system. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah, because it, it's just like uh, it's just and so the good. story is told in bits and pieces. Some of the story scenes are optional. Yeah, you can skip right over them. You don't yeah. have to see them. Yeah, I just, I was laughing because I just remembered. Was it is he the is he the creepy librarian guy? Yes, master librarian. Yes, master librarian um, is extremely friendly towards Alucard, and it's it's important to note that when you meet master librarian, mm-hmm. Alucard's like. Will you help me defeat? Like, first off, what's he gonna do? Yeah, he's an old man that runs a library. He's gonna read a book. But he's like, I refuse to act against my master. Mm-hmm. But I'll sell you stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's like, here, I'll buy, you can buy stuff from me. And most of which are swords mm-hmm. meant to hurt things. Yeah, um, conveniently. Conveniently. <laughs> uh, a, a great example of this game's gameplay is there is a hallway on the extreme end of this castle, filled top and bottom with spikes. Oh, I remember that place. There's no way to get through it. You won't get you won't get through it as mist either. Yeah. Well, no, I mean you will get through it as mist, but it's not going to be easy. Uh-huh. Uh there's an armor in this game. One piece of armor. One of the things on that armor is protection from spikes. Huh. And when you walk <laughs> through the spikes, they just break while you're wearing this armor. And that's just such a cool thing. Yeah. There's one piece of equipment. That is cool. And the equipment seems worthless. It's not very good by the time you get it, uh-huh. like, stat-wise. But, that but one it has ability. that one thing, and it gives you access to the end of this hallway. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Just yeah. absolutely brilliant. That is. That's it's, so that's, cool. That's just such a, like, that just describes this game so well to me. Like, just that's kind of a microcosm for the whole game, uh-huh. is try... Everything and yes. games don't have Every that combo, anymore. everything. Yeah, they don't have that. Any- I was listening to a, uh, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day about old Sega games, and on this particular Sega game, they were talking about how it was frustrating that if you didn't do this one thing, you'd never beat the game. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that. I kind of like the idea that like you don't deserve to beat the game just because you hit new game. Yeah. I think that's where I'm... Actually, I think that's my thesis statement. For this. <laughs> a game doesn't have to be beaten in order for you to say you enjoyed it. Yeah. Because you know what? Like, those of us that grew up in the 16-bit era, mm-hmm. you weren't... All, I still, to this day, have never beaten Mega Man X. I've never beaten Mega Man X. I'm sure you have, because you yeah. played the heck out of the game. Yeah, however, I have never once, to this day, beaten any of the original uh, Nintendo-released Mega Mans. I've never beaten a single one of them. I have not beaten a single Contra game. I mean, that's to be expected. I've not beaten a single <laughs> country. I've never beaten a metal slug fair and square. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think I have either. And I will sit here and tell you with a straight face that I consider all of those absolute classics and absolute amazing games. Mm-hmm. I don't have to beat them to know that they're incredible games. Yeah. You don't have to beat them to have fun. And uh, that's... It took me forever before I truly beat Castlevania. Mm-hmm. It took me a ton of exploring. And the idea that I actually earned that and didn't just deserve it yeah, it was just such a good feeling at the end of the day. Yeah, I definitely get that. And you know, I'm thinking about that. Like, this is not so much a comment on like Castlevania or anything like that. Just specifically, you. I think you felt that forever without realizing it. Because one of your biggest complaints about um, Oblivion when it very first came out was how uh, everything had waypoints, so you knew where everything Hated was. It. Hated you, it. I was a Morrowind fan. Yeah. And there's actually an article I saw the other day where it said. Uh, it's absolutely inexcusable. The, the the headline was like, it's absolutely inexcusable that uh, Elden Ring doesn't have waypoints. That it doesn't show you how to complete these. Qu- and it's just, it's, I, I get it. People don't have much time, but you're not supposed to look at a video game like a task to complete. Yeah. It's supposed to be your entertainment, man. Yeah. It's it, supposed to just be like relaxing and chilled out. And in this era that, of binge watching and mm-hmm. Netflix and just 
I think we've sort of people treat a video game like a Netflix show. Yeah. That, You're supposed to enjoy the journey. That and one thing that I think too is that like people they think that like what is the standard in one genre should apply to all. Like yes. we re- we've referenced um Elden Ring a few times. My thing is is like all the hype, all the articles, everything on it constantly talked about this is kind of like Dark Souls. It's hard on purpose. This is kind of like Dark Souls. It's hard on purpose. It's the personality it's, of the game. It's going to be an open world game. It's going to be huge. You can go wherever you want, do whatever you want. They said that over and over and over again. Why are you buying it if you want it to hold your hand? Just to cry later that it's too hard and you want to yeah, refund. Like, it's like that's my thing. Like, like you if you know what you're getting into and you know for a fact you don't like it, like me personally, for example, I'm not a big Dark Souls fan. I never right. have been. And so I'm hesitant about getting Elden Ring because I don't think I'll like it. But you're not going to hear me complain about it being too hard if I buy it because I I respect what I'm getting myself into. Like, that is what it's supposed to be. And, no, and what's funny is back in our day, no one said that about Castlevania Symphony of Night. No. no one said, I don't like this game, it's too hard. Yeah, no. No one said that. There were, there were even though Castlevania being a, a Metrovania-style game was designed to be difficult, there were way easier targets to complain about back in those days. Because people want to talk about game-breaking bugs. Because there were a lot of games that were just rushed in development. Yes. And they were made hard, not because of expert expert design. Yeah, they just didn't work. T- they, were ju- they literally didn't work, and they were just hard yeah. because of that. Things just didn't work right. Physics engines were still young. That was literally like the AVGN's whole like channel. Yeah. That was yeah. his whole YouTube channel was games that were just designed poorly yeah. and were impossible to beat. I mean, that's just, um, just kind of how it is. I mean, obviously, the, the, the super memed one is the Ninja Turtles game. But like, like Driver, for example, that's a game I love on the PlayStation. It is hard as hell. Is it supposed to be? No. It's just that its physics engine sucks. Yes. Like, that's it all just, there is to it. It, it didn't like, have the snappy controls. At Castle no, no, it had. didn't. You know, and like older games, I'll take this to my grave. People can call me crotchety, whatever they want to. Old games were harder than new games. Yes, they were. Not always yes, on purpose, were. but they were 100% harder. And it's because you didn't have infinite freedom with your character. The Lion King. Yes. On Super Nintendo. Oh, God. Don't, do not bring up <laughs> the Lion King to me. I loved Aladdin on the Genesis. I loved it. It was very hard, but I loved it. Funnily enough, I played Lion King on Genesis and Aladdin on Super. Oh, isn't you that weird? The horrible version of Aladdin. Though. Yes, I hate that game. Genesis was, and that is not the Sega fanboy me talking. Yeah. that is just. I think even like the most hardcore, like I have a tattoo of the Nintendo logo, <laughs> will tell you that the yeah. superior version of Aladdin was on the Genesis. I hated Aladdin. I liked. I liked Lion King. I never once got past um, the uh, the buffaloes. But yeah, uh, never once beat that game either. So, but yeah, but we we could we could admit that these were fantastic games, despite the fact that we oh, yeah. didn't beat them. Yeah. I played the snot out of those games. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that because beating a game should be an achievement. Yeah, you should get a sense of like I earned that from beating yes. a game, and that is what Castlevania Symphony of the Night gave me. I think it's one of the first games. And, and one thing I have to say to you really fast, I think I think that sense of achievement should also come from something other than the fact that you've played for 10 hours. It should come because something hit you. Yeah. You made a discovery. You're like, I could do this differently. I could do this better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to do this better. And it's just, it's um, risk and reward. 
Yes. I have to get in there to get a hit. I have to get close enough for, to him to, for him to hit me yeah. to get hit. Stuff like that. Yeah. I have to know when to take that risk and when not to. Yeah. When can I get in and get out without taking the hit? That, to me, is... That, to me, is... Uh, it. It feels like a fight. Yeah, it, it really feels does. Feels like you're fighting like either something. a fight or a dance. However yeah, you look at it, it feels like you're fighting something, and it's. It, I, I don't know. Um, another to bring it back to fighting games. One time, I remember a guy tweeted once. I wish I could remember his name because it's such an important quote. And it's, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be bad at fighting games. You're supposed yeah, to be bad I can at see that. it. When a new one comes out, you're supposed to be bad at this. Yeah, you have to get. You have to get better at it. Yeah, get good. Like it's, <laughs> for lack of a better term, yeah, it's. I mean, that's very memed as an insult, but it's I mean, very memed as an insult. It's but it's not true at the same time. It's actually good advice for Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah, it really is. How do is. I get better at Castlevania Symphony of the Night? Play it. Play it. Yeah. Keep playing, and it's. Get those damn glasses. I think if you know <laughs> what to do. I, I think as far as where to go and stuff, and mm-hmm. you've played the game before, and you're kind of familiar with how it plays, I think you can knock it out in like four hours. I yeah, I don't think it's a very long game. I mean, well, hell, it, it is a long game uh, when you're figuring it out. Yeah, um, like once you know, once you know what you're doing, it's not very long. Or you could do what I do, not to get get the glasses and beat the game in an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, because you just go kill Shaft, poor, and, and who is literally just an innocent priest yeah. that was uh, that was possessed. <laughs> I was like, whoops. One thing I love about that, to go back to that, is that ending you get yes. hints that you didn't do it right. Yeah, it, it, oh, I don't remember exactly. There's how a it very because str- like uh, Maria's like it's finally over, and Alucard says something like it's not over, it's yeah. never over, or something. And he walks away, and it, it's a very unsatisfying ending. It's, it, it it's really an ending is. That's, I remember when before I talked to you about it i was i was upset and i did not like the game very much anymore because i was like it's, i'm like this was you dumb. went through all that and got that crappy ending yes. it's like oh i didn't go through enough yeah i didn't i was like i missed literally half the game <laughs> but i like how they did that too i liked how they gave you an ending where you could screw up basically but you still got an ending right yeah you know? and, 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 and that was it didn't flat out tell you yeah there's a there's something better yeah, it didn't, and it didn't like hold my hand and make it to where this pivotal, like this this uh, pivotal item was easy to get or guaranteed to get. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, you have no choice but to get the uh, dragon rending shout in Skyrim. You got no choice. No choice. The game will take you there. You have no choice. It is you. If you do not do that, the next mission doesn't exist. You know, um, and. Uh, so you get you are guaranteed to get the thing you need to beat the bad guy, you know, and stuff like like Castlevania, you, you didn't have that guarantee. It was up to your own exploration. How how hard did you dive into it, you know, to, to see if you uncovered something or if you were able to beat whatever it was you were tackling? Guys, I, I just this is one game. Absolutely play it. Yes. If you're listening to this podcast on your way to work, call in, turn yeah. around, go home, get on whatever system you own. Yes. All, I think all the major systems except for the Switch has this game. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. Play it, play it, play it. It is an absolute classic. Uh, if, if we're you, not going to talk about any game on this show that isn't an absolute classic, mm-hmm. but this is a classic amongst classics. This is This is just pure good gaming. Yeah, and it's just, like, this is such a not good way to describe it, but it's also a perfect way to describe it. It's just fun. 
It is. It's, it's just it's fun. It's pure to play. joy to play. Yeah. Like I, you will grin ear from ear the first time you're you're controlling Alucard and smoking those zombies in the yes. first hallway. Like it is just. And uh, what, one thing I like is one of the first things you can do in this game is take a wrong turn and wind up in an area you have got no business being. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorites. I, I love that in video games. Mm -hmm. I love being told I'm not supposed to go here because I literally can't make my way through it. Yeah. I don't like having a marker or uh, something following me mm -hmm. or an NPC that's constantly shouting at me for, for me. Because, like, when you escape the first dungeon in Skyrim and uh, either Rayloff or uh, Hadvar is going to mm -hmm. be with you. And the game's and he's like, you're free to go, but follow me. Yeah. He literally says that. He literally says, you're free to go, but let's go to my uncle or my sister, depending yeah. on which one you're following. And, and, and it's, that is such, man, at least Skyrim told us what it was about. Yeah. Look at this big world you could explore. Later, anyways. Later. <laughs> maybe if I let you. Yeah. Watch this nerd. <laughs> but guys, uh, I, I think I'm just going to end with uh, saying, please go play Castlevania. Aaron, any last thoughts? Um, just that if you figure out how to do the uh, the glitch that lets you keep all your stuff and death doesn't take it, let me know because that'd be really dope. <laughs> yeah, to have the Alucard equipment <laughs> from the get go. You can actually find fake Alucard equipment. I know, and it's so it is and you so. Think you're like yes, and then you find out, <laughs> and it's all this garbage. Sucks. Yes, it's total garbage. Uh, so anyway, guys, uh, keep on keeping on. We'll talk at you next time. Have a good one, guys.